Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Tazria and Mitzorah for uh, for this year. Again, uh, one of those Parshias that we say, oh, we're going to find an hour of material on Parshas Tazria and Mitzorah, but Baruch Hashem, you know, they're usually together. So at least uh, we have uh, we have two Parshias. So just start off with a little story I saw this afternoon. It's not on your sheet from the Chafetz Chaim. Obviously, we know a major, uh, the major portion of the Parshias or about the Halachas of Tsaras, which Chazal tell us, uh, comes from the chait of Lashon Hara, even though that's nowhere in the Torah. Nowhere in the Torah does it say why you get why one gets saras. We spoke about a little bit about that last year, but it's all about Lashon Hara. And as we know, the one that uh, really brought Lashon Hara to the to the forefront of our minds was the Chavetz Chaim. Remember, uh, my Rebbe Rav Rosenzweig once once commented that the godless of Yisrael Meir a coin from Radin. He says, you look at the Mishnah Bura, it's amazing, but. You understand how someone can write a Mishnah Bura. Understand, it's based on all the Mafarshim before him. He takes all the Mogan Avrams and the Tazes and the Primagadims. It's probably, you could you could fathom how 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 he how he came up with it. He had to choose. It's an amazing work, but at least you could fathom it. But if you look at a Sefer Shmiras Halashin, the Sefer Chafetz Chaim, where he created an area of Halacha where there was none beforehand. He searched the entire corpus of Hawachic literature for every Chazal and every Gemara and every source that related to Lashon Hara, and he codified it, and he put it in order. That's his godless. That's his uniqueness. It wasn't just that he did piled on what was before him, but he, like the tour in his time, he took everything and organized it. And he created Hilfas Lashon Hara. We didn't have Hilfas Lashon Hara. Before the, before the Chavetz Chaim. And he was the one. So when the Chavetz Chaim finished his work, the story is told that he went to a certain Rav, Rav Yadua Mafursam. This is in the, in the, uh, the Karasal Shabbos Onik. He quotes the story. And he went to a certain Rav to get a Haskama. And Haskama, and the Rav says, You're such a young, young Avrech, a young man. You're, you're, you should be writing Svarim about such halachas chamuros. Sorry. Can't give you a Haskama. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if you're worthy. You're so young. I'm not giving you a Haskama. Okay. Chavetz Chaim left the house. On his way out, he bumps into the, the, this Rav's brother. And the Rav's, this Rav's brother sees that Chavetz Chaim's a little upset. So he says that, um, you know, what uh, what happened? He's like, oh, my, your brother, uh, you know, he didn't give me Askama. So the Chavetz, so he said, but say so, Chavetz Chaim said, Rav. He saw he was upset. And he says, don't worry, my brother's an auction. You know, don't worry about it. He's a, stu- he's a stubborn person. He doesn't give any Askamas. Don't worry about it. And Chavetz Chaim says, don't say that. I'm sure he has a good reason. I'm sure there's a reason. I am young. You know, maybe I'm not worthy. The brother was so inspired by the reaction of the Chavetz Chaim, that the Chavetz Chaim didn't take it personally, that that was his reaction. Oh, there must be something. He could have just said, yeah, your brother is an auction. But he didn't say that. He said, there must be. He ran in to tell his brother, the Rav, this is what his reaction. The Rav ran out and said, I'm giving you askama. I see you not only write about it, but you live it. You must be a person who's worthy to write such a sefer, and that's why he gave him askama. I don't know who the rav was, but that's the uh, that's the story that is told. That Chavetz Chaim wasn't. He didn't just write the Chavetz Chaim. He lived the Chavetz Chaim. Miha isha Chavetz Chaim netzar l'shoncha meira. Okay, and we start. Oh, I forgot the chumashim. Pile of chumashim. We start the, our discussion, the beginning of Parshas Tazria, isha kis Tazria, the first Rashi on the. On the uh, parsha, it's quoted in the beginning of source number one. Pirish Rashi, Kishem sheyitziraso shal adam achar kol behema chayevaof b'masa brachus. Just like creation of man, thinking back to parsha's brachus was the last stage of creation. Everything was created before man. Man was the last. So too, kach toraso nisparsha achar toras behema chayevaof. So too, the halachas of tuma and tara of man, mankind, is explained after all the other halachas. The end of Parsha Shemini is all about the Tame animals, the Tahar animals, Hilchas Kashrus. After all the animals are discussed, then man comes. Just like in the order of Maisa Bracious. And all the Hilchas of Tum and Tara, basically for the next bit, Tazria, Mitzora, Tum and Tara is described, the end of Mitzora has all the other halachas of Tum and Tara, Zav, Zava, uh, and others. So man, the halachas of man are described after the halachas of, of animals. Says Rav Zevin, Hikdima bizman lo tamid, hakadima bizman lo tamid, mishameshes kadima b'chashivus. Something that is first or early is not always the more chashiv. 
is not always the more important. Yesh, achron, achron, chaviv. Right, we have the principle of sometimes firsts are the greatest, but sometimes achron, achron, chaviv. V'yoma Shabbos yochiach, Shabbos proves it to me. Sheishes yimei hachol, kodmim, v'achreim Shabbos. Obviously, Shabbos is the goal of the week and Shabbos is last. V'yapruzdar, tamid, kodem l'traklin. And the hallway is always before the trachel in the palace. So sometimes you have the end, the last one on the list is the goal. That's Shabbos. But on the other, that's Achron Achron Chaviv. But other times you have, the first is the best. Uluumadzeh, oh, in Yonah Diyoma. Rosh Chodesh. For Rosh Hashanah, HaChashiv is Barosh. Rosh Chodesh is obviously, you know, more Chashuv than the day after Rosh Chodesh. As we celebrate tonight, Aleph Iyar. Vesedar Hamadregos Pekriyas HaTorah, also Kriyas HaTorah. Kohen comes first. Kohen Levi Yisrael. HaChashav Chashav Rishon. V'chein B'dos Slavchad. So it says of Zevin, sometimes you find first is the best. And sometimes like kids, like if a child gets to be first, they say, oh, I'm the best. But if they're not the first, then they say first is the worst. Right? And then they, the second is the best. Right? So it, it depends on perspective. So when is first the best and when is last the best? It says of Zevin, it depends. If the list of items is a stepping stone in order to achieve a certain result, so then, obviously, the result is the most important. If it's a process, if it's a, it's, it's a way of getting to a matara, ha matara hitamit sofit. Right, that's Adam Amelvi Yagia Bakam Emsaim Betachbulo Pishvilo Shalacharona Yasigas Amatara Shehitzivlo. We try hard and hard with all different strategies to get to our goal. So when you have a list where you have certain um, parts of a process where the, the end is the goal, then obviously the end is the most important. Like a weekdays. So if it's goal oriented, then the last on the list is the ultimate. Avav, skipping a line. But if the purpose of the list is that the first should influence and set the tone and be mashpia on all that follow, so then the first is the most important. So it depends. Are we talking about certain number of items which lead up to a certain goal or are we talking about a first which is supposed to set the tone says of Zevin what's man what's man man was created last but on the other hand we know that's Shabbos but it's also man so it all depends says of Zevin it depends how we use and make use of our own lives Ha'adam nivra ba'achrona, zeo chashivuso, v'zeo chesrono. It's a double-edged sword. We are created last, like Shabbos is the end of the week. So we could be last, achron, achron, chaviv. We have that potential. If we use everything that was in front of us, and we are the goal, we use everything, like the Kuzari writes, the pyramid of, of the creation, the bottom level, the inanimate objects, the domain, the rocks, the dirt, the next level up, the tzomeach, those that are alive, the plants, the trees, the next level up, animals, chai, and the highest level, man is medaber, those who speak. What does that pyramid symbolize? Says the Kuzri, that everything under man services man to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if we have that outlook and we use everything in the Bria for us, then we're the, we're achron, achron, chaviv. We're the, we're the tachlis. We can have that outlook. That's why Rashi, Rashi in the first Rashi is the last. It doesn't say that if it's positive or negative. Zevin says it could be either or. It depends on what we make of it. If we use it positively, then we're on the top. Adam was created right before Shabbos, so right away he could have a Suda. Can't wait. Can't wait for the Kogol. So he's created right before Shabbos, so right away, boom, we could he could be created. So that's why he is created first. He is created last. I'm sorry. Because all other animals serve him. End of line 23. But if we don't make use of what's around us properly, then we're last because we're the lowliest. Because we have the most potential and we don't use it. 
So then everything before us has adifut. Animal, at least, acts based on instincts. That Hashem breathed into him. And it makes us even worse. And therefore, that's the other chazal, that if man thinks he's so great, what does Hashem say? The mosquito was created before you. Line 29. Yitush kadamcha. The mosquito is more chashev because he's better than us if we're not acting properly. And therefore, it's all tali on us. Is it going to be yitush kadamcha or is it going to be acharon acharon chaviv? We have to make of it what we can. That gets the ball rolling. First Rashi on the Parsha. And we continue into the parsha, beginning of Tazria. There are some chamashim over here. If anybody wants to look in, beginning of Tazria, Isha ki Tazria v'yolda zachar. Woman has a baby boy. V'tama shivas yamim kimeni das tevosat titma. Shtami for seven days, like a woman who is a nida. Discussed a little bit about that last year. The halacha of tumas yoledes uvayom hashemini yimo basara laso. And on day eight. Baby boy gets a bris. Ushloshim yom, and then it continues. Ushloshim yom, shloshes yamim. You may tohar. You may tohar. The Vilna Gon was once asked. You have this in source number two. The Vilna Gon was once asked by his Talmidim. We have many laws that the reason doesn't seem to apply anymore. So do we have to still keep those laws? Even if the reason doesn't apply anymore? Right? Some suggest taking medicine on Shabbos. Right, we don't grind medicine anymore. Right, so why can't we take medicine on Shabbos in certain cases? So the the Talmidim of the Gra asked asked the Gra. Shaul Talmid of the Rabbeinu mitzvah sheish latam ubehemshach asman is batlatam. They asked him on a daraisa level, on a daraisa level, not a darabanan level. A mitzvah that has a reason. If the reason does not apply anymore, a mitzvah Do we say the mitzvah is still intact or not? And the Gra answers, bris milah. That's what he answered. So nobody knew what he meant. Brismila, what does Brismila have to do with anything? So the Chayyadam happened to be sitting there. The Chayyadam was the Groz Mechutin and the Groz Talmud. And the Chayyadam, the Chachmas Adam, many of the stories that we have from the, about the Gra, and many of the, even the Nihugim are in the Chayyadam. The fact that the Gra slept in the Sukkah on Shemini Yatzeris in the snow, just to show everybody that in Chutzlaret you have to sit in the Sukkah, Right, that's from the Chayadam is quoted. The fact that the Gra didn't like tr- flowers in the shul on Shavuos because he felt like it was paralleling another religion where they have trees in the houses. So he says, that's from the Chayadam. In Hilcha Shavuos. So the Chayadam, who was a Taman of the Mechun of the Gra, was sitting there at the time when the Gra gave this ambiguous answer. That Mila, what does Mila have to do with anything? So the Chayadam says, Rebbe, can I answer? Can I, can I guess what you meant? So he says, sure, go right ahead. Says the Chayadam. Pirish Bala Chayadam is Divrei Agrabafanav. Why does the Torah say Brismila is on day eight? Obviously, but Chazal need to give a reason. Why on day eight? So that everybody is having a big simcha. Everybody has a big simcha at the, at the bris. Just had a baby boy. But the parents are upset because we know the halacha this week's parsha. The first seven days after a baby is born, a husband and a wife are not allowed to touch each other. You make that a din daraisa. You make tumah. You make tumah. So if you have the bris on day five, the husband can't give his wife a hug after after the bris, right? So it'll be very upsetting, says the says say chazal. Bris meal on day eight. Day eight, everybody's happy. The family is happy. The husband and wife are happy. Wonderful. She tmei the koshiva yamim. Ulafizek continues the chayadam. But nowadays, says the Chayyadam, Achshav Shabbalu Dam Torah, that whole halacha doesn't apply anymore. We don't have 7 and 33 or 14 and 66, right? We don't, any type of Dam, we wait. So it's many, many more weeks. So if you follow the reason of the Torah, says the Gra, when should the bris milah be? Two months after the baby's born. And yet, bris is on day 8. So what do you see from there? The din is the din. The mitzvah is the mitzvah. Even if the reason doesn't seem to us to apply anymore, the mitzvah is the mitzvah. 
Am I right? And the Grosh shook his head, yes. If you get a nod from the gra, your life is made. Right? You could be the machutin if you get a nod from the gra. Right? The gra gave him the nod. Right? So that's the uh, example. And I didn't give it to you in the footnotes there. So it's, a, it's a quoted gra by others. The gra also writes that there are a hundred reasons for every halacha. And even if we think one of the reasons does not apply anymore, there are many more reasons. The, the Meshachachma quotes this Vilna Gon in the context of, the context of Yantav Sheni. Yantav Sheni is not a Suffolk anymore in Chutzvah Aretz. Says the, says the Meshachachma from Dvinsk, quoting the Graf from Vilna. Chutzvah Aretz, there are many reasons why there are two days of Yantav. And it's not our... our uh, we don't have the authority to change or to modify any halacha because we think the reason doesn't apply anymore. Let's talk a little bit more about bris milah before we get into the tsarath issues. A little bit more about bris milah. Look at the context. Look back in the beginning of the parsha. The pasuk is quoted seemingly right in the middle of the halachas of a yoledes. Pasuk beis. What does pasuk beis say? If you may tuma, you may tuma seven days. Seven days after a person, a woman has a baby boy, she's tummy for seven days. The very next pasuk. Bris Milah. Okay, it's on day eight, chronologically. But it's interesting that it's stuck right there. And after that, Pasuk Dalid, it tells us the, the, the time period of Yemei Tahara, the 33 days for a boy. Why is Bris Milah stuck in there? We also happen to know Bris Milah from elsewhere in the Torah. Parshas Lech Lecha Vayera, so that we, we already know. Okay, it's repeated. Many mitzvahs are repeated. But is there a reason why Bris Milah is stuck right in the middle between the Yemei, the birth, so to speak, the Yemei Tumah and the Yemei Tara. So I once heard the following idea from, again, my Rebbe of Rosenzweig. What's the Tam HaMitzvah behind bris milah, the Hashkafa behind the Mitzvah? This could be said, if anybody ever has to speak in a bris, um, this is a good thought to say, or at a Shalom Zachar for that matter. Says the Sefer Achinach HaMitzvah base. Second Mitzvah discussed by the Sefer Achinach. We Sharshi Mitzvah Zu. What is the Hashkafa behind bris milah? Hashem wanted to have a permanent sign on the nation that He chose. To make them different. Just like we are spiritually different, we should be physically different. And He continues and says... Veratza, through to last line. Veratza lios hahashlama al yedei haadam velobrao shalomi beten. Why didn't God create us circumcised? If that was the goal, eight days later, wouldn't it have been easier? Save us the trouble, like Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Just create us circumcised. Why don't you just do that? He has to make us do it. Says the Sefer Achinuch. Thank you. Lirmos love. It's to hint to us. The message of Brismila is to teach the message of self-perfection to the human being. Just like, we have, just like we have the power to self-perfect our physical bodies, we have the power to self-perfect our spiritual bodies. At a young age, we learn our physical bodies. Hashem didn't do it. We did it. We finished the job. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Ad Khan, I'm doing the Sulo. The Al Sheikh HaKadosh says, he points out that the name that's associated in the Torah for, with Brismila is the name Shakai. Shakai of name Hashem. Sha'amar Olam Dai, the Gemara says. That I said, this is enough. Hashem says, this is what I'm doing too and the rest is up to you. It's about self-perfection. It's about man, God saying, I'm doing this and you got to do the rest. Says the Sefer HaKinuch, that's the message of Brismila. God stepping aside... Man taking center stage. The Rambam in Moranavuchim has a very different suggestion for what the message of Rismila is. This mitzvah is not about perfecting anything in creation. Man is created perfect. The Rambam says, did God create anything imperfect? That would reflect something negative about God. You can't say that. God created a perfect world. God, man is perfect. You know why we do bris milah? It's to teach us self-sacrifice. 
sacrificing for God. This, there's no permanent effect physically to Brismila, says the Rambam. And yet, it sim- symbolizes a sacrifice for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. God doesn't ask us to permanently injure ourselves. But He asks us to, to, to take a symbolic act that will show God we sacrifice for you. You are in charge. You're in charge. We sacrifice. We are the servants. That's what Brismila is about. Acknowledging that God is in charge. So if you think about it, these are somewhat opposite suggestions. The Sefer HaKhenah says Brismila is about the greatness of man. Man can self-perfect himself. God steps aside and man is t- takes center stage. What is the Rambam saying? Brismila is about self-sacrifice. Man lowering himself. Man saying, God, you're in charge. I am just your servant. I am sacrificing for you. That's the Rambam and the Sefer HaKhenah. Said of Rosenzweig, maybe that's why it's right in the middle of the Yemei Tumah and the Yemei Tara. What does the Yemei Tumah symbolize? At the moment of birth, husband and wife, they have taken part in the, in the miracle of creation. The Gemara Nida says there are three partners of creation, the mother, the father, and God. At that moment, man, mankind feels invincible. We've done it. We have partnered with God in creation. At that moment, you know what is demanded? You may tuma. Realize that you're not exactly the divine creator. Separate and realize that there is tuma now. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. Self-sacrifice a little bit. That's tuma. There's a sacrifice there. To halacha. Once we have that acknowledgement, then already there could be the Yemei Tara, there could be this full celebration with the deeper acknowledgement after the self-sacrifice, I could then be even more fulfilled taking part and realizing I partnered with God, but He is really the ultimate creator. Mila, which has both elements of self-perfection, of completion by man, and self-sacrifice is put right in the middle between Yemei Tumah and Yemei Tara because it has both of these themes and maybe that captures what both are meant to be about. Okay. One more idea about Mila. Again, it is Pasha's Tazria. To give, a little, give me a little uh, flexibility. Uh, we'll have one thought on Saras. Two thoughts on Saras. Um, one more thought on Mila. It's a medrash. It's a medrash. Turning the page. It says the medrash Tanchuma in Parshas Titzave. Medrash Tanchuma Kasaf. Yilamdeinu Rabbeinu, katan l'kamenimol. When is a katan, when does he get a bris milah? Katanimol l'shmona. Eight days. Matam, why? Kishem shenimol Yitzchak avinu. Shenemar vayamol as Yitzchak beno ben shmonas yamim. Avram gave milah. How do you, how do you know why, why eight days? Because Avram gave bris milah to his son Yitzchak ben shmonas Yamim. When he was Shmonas Yamim. Okay. Ask the Shaul Umeshiv. Rav Nathanson. Rav Nathanson. The Divrei Shaul. Divrei Amedrash Temu Aman Ma'od. V'chieni Odea Pasuk Mephoros Patorah. What's the Medrash saying? Are one of the Tanoim, the Medrashim were written by Tanoim. One of the Tanoim asked the Rebbe, how do you know Brismila on day 8? Oh, because Avram gave Yisrael a Brismila on day 8. He didn't know that story. He was absent that day. What's, what's the question and what's the answer? Says the Sholu Meshiv, one of the great Achronim, line 7. Avram Avinu Malas Beno Bimachshava Kol Shmonas Hayamim. The student was bothered. It doesn't say on day 8. It says Shmonas Yamim. Eight days. What do you mean eight days? That's the secret of the Medrash. Brismila happens on day 8. What do you mean 8 days? It's one moment in time. The answer is that Avram Avinu, he didn't just do Brismila on day 8. He did Brismila for 8 days. Meaning, every second of those 8 days, he was yearning. He was preparing. He was getting psyched. He was doing his preparations to get ready because he wanted to do it already. He was so inspired to do it and the yearning we have for a mitzvah, and the striving we have to do a mitzvah, and all the hachanas that we have to do a mitzvah, 
That's a chilek of the mitzvah also. That's a chilek of the mitzvah. V'zos mishum shekol shmonas hayamim hayaavim avinu mishtokek umechakeh b'chol rega v'rega every second masai yagia ha'ez bo yuchal akayim esiv Hashem isbarach. When is it? When is it going to come already? I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to do the mitzvah already. So he gets credit for an eight-day mitzvah, not an eighth-day mitzvah. It's Shmonas Yamim. Ki'ilu, he did it. And that's what the Pasuk means in the Medrash. Vayamo, what's the question? How do you know a baby gets meal on eight on the eighth day? No, how do you know that if you really want to do it, and you really get into it, and you yearn for it, then a mitzvah counts for all eight days? That's Avram Avinu. Lamanu shekolis kalalus Shmonas Hayamim molas Yitzchak And ends off this, uh, before we do the end of it, this concept is not just a hashkafic concept, but it has importance halacha lamaisa as well. There was a question that is asked by all the Rishonim in Meseches Kiddushin on Daf Chavtes, because it would be related to source number six. The Gemara in Daf Chavtes in Meseches Kiddushin quotes a Pasik to teach me that a woman is not obligated to give circumcision to her son. Quotes a Pasik. That's what the Gemara says. Ask Tosfus. Ask the Tosfus Rid. Ask all the Rishonim on that Gemara. What do you need a Pasuk for to tell me that a woman is Pater, Ptura, from Mila? Isn't it just another example of Zman Grama? Zman Grama, you can't do Bris Mila at night. You do Bris Mila at night, if you do it at night, you've got to do it again. Hatav is Dan Bris. It's a Pasul Mila. You don't just say, okay, it's okay, but the Evan. No. Mila Belial is no good. So it's Zman Grama. So what do you need a Pasuk for? We know all, women are Peturas from all, mit, all time down mitzvahs. Why does the Gemara have to quote a separate a separate uh, Pasuk? So, says the Tosas Rid. Says the Tosas Rid in source number 6, Tshuva. Hey, I didn't give you the question, but that's his question. Here's the answer. When do we say that a mitzvah say a time down mitzvah, women, a women are... are uh, exempt from Hanimili mitzvah detalya begufa. That is by mitzvahs that have one act that is required. Vihi eno mitzvah el lezman yadua. There is a specific time for the mitzvah. Volobachozman lulav. You shake a little today. Nothing to do beforehand. Aval mitzvah delotalya begufa. But a mitzvah that is not dependent on one moment in time to do an act. Where am I? Kagon Lamulas Bina. Afagav line six. Demilas Haben Yesh Lazman. Yes, you're right. The ultimate act has a time. Nehita Kavuazman Laben Hanimo. From the son's point of view, it's one moment. Avohaav Shetsivu Abore Lehisasik Bemilas Bino. But from the father's point of view, he has a mitzvah from the moment of birth until the moment of the Mila. A mitzvah of hisaskus, of involvement, of busying himself. That asek is not time bound. It's yom valayla, day and night. He has to get everything ready. He has to call the mowel, he has to get the caterer, because he has to do this mitzvah, he has to do this, he has to do that. That's all part of the mitzvah d'araisa of brismila. Hilkach, ilav oso, that's why you need a special pasuk to pater women. Because without that pasik, this is not a regular zman grama. Having mechayvin on gama isha, vein azman akavua, vachein potra. The havamina again. The havamina is he tisasig bein bayom bein balayla achetamos benabizmano. So you see, it even has halachic significance. The hisaskus for eight days. But obviously, we're connecting right now from the from the shoal of that shmonas yamim. It's for eight days. And now we could do the final paragraph of source number five. What do we learn from this? It's not just about doing the mitzvah. It's about yearning to do the mitzvah. And wanting to do the mitzvah. And when am I going to get to do it? That's also a chilek of the mitzvah. It's as if we already did it. It's as if he gets char. Right? You just start thinking and yearning. It's already, it's already part of the mitzvah. Related to this, in the Yotzvah HaTorah, when he quotes this thought from the Sholom Meshiv, the Yotzvah HaTorah continues and quotes 
a related thought, again from the Vilna Gon. We have a couple of gras tonight. Right? The Vilna Gon gives pshat to the Pasik in Tehillim. David HaMelech says, line one in source number seven, Binin hashtokukus mitzvos regarding yearning for mitzvahs, David HaMelech says, Sas anochi alim rasecha kamote shalorav. I am happy about your Torah, like finding a great treasure. We know there are many different ways of describing happiness in the Hebrew language. Sason, Simcha, Gila, Rina, Ditzachedva, every one of those, we know there are no synonyms in Judaism, in Lashon HaKodesh, I should say. Every word has a specific meaning, different types of happiness. Sason and Simcha, the Gemara says, different kinds of Simcha. A masavafachad, we say in, in Az Yashir. Tibal and a masavachad. Ema and pachad. Different types of fear. Every word in tefillah. Right? It's just sometimes the, some person will say, kafal ha'inyi b'milam shonos. But most of the will try to say no. Everything is exact. The Malbim will always try to say what is exact about every single word. So says the Gra, what is the word sus? Sason. Why was he sus on Torah? Sus on Ochelam Rasacha. Could have used other words. Says the Graal line five. Bira Grazatzal. Lashon Sason Munach Al Davar Shemigodel Hasimcha Nola Lotuga. Sason is whenever there is great happiness, but there is a tinge. There's something. There's some drop of negativity. Something there that, that bothers the person. Sason is a un- majority engulfed in happiness, but there's a little bit of, of negative. So what? B'derech dimyon. He gives a mashal. There are two people fighting. A man against his brother. One side beats the other side. And you're allowed to take all the spoils. Imagine if you win a shopping spree for one hour. You could go into a store for one hour and take whatever you want. It's amazing. Amazing. Uh, uh, an hour? In the back of my mind, though, I'm like, only an hour? What am I going to get? An, I'm not going to get everything. I'm not going to be able to get everything. Uh, it's an hour, but like, I can't. I, it's not infinite. It's finite. Uh, even if I win, even though it's so happy, I can do whatever I want. Even though I won, I won the war. But I only have an, a certain time to gather the spoils. Uh, something's lacking. There's tremendous spoils of gold and silver. But when he sees there's so much, I can't get everything. Is it, I would love to get it. I can't get everything. Because he can't get everything, it's a, it's, it's a, little, a little disappointment. David HaMelech. What's the sas? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If you gave me Five billion lifetimes, I wouldn't be able to come close to understanding you. I'm so happy. But it's like that shopping spree because we only have that finite amount of time. So there's the sus. It's amazing. But there's a little disappointment. That's why sus is used. So therefore, what's the Musar Haskell for us? He yearned for it though. He wanted it. If we want it, if we yearn for it, it's as if we did it all. That's the message of Shmonas Yamim, putting the two thoughts together. It's impossible to do everything. Rechava Eretzor, it says, Torah is wider than the seas, wider than the whole world. And we have Sason on the Torah because we realize we can't do everything. But the secret then is to try to do as much as we can and yearn for more. And keep yearning for more and yearning for the mitzvahs and yearning for the Torah because in that way, Hashem considers it as Shmonas Yomim, not Yomashmini. If we're yearning and wanting it, so then for always it'll be as if we were involved in it always. Okay. Moving right along. Let's go to Paragud Gimel, Pasik Mem Hey. A halacha in Hilchasaras. Yud Gimel Mem Hey. The end towards the end of the Parsha. The last Pasik talking about Nagaim on the body. There are Nagam on the body, Nagam on clothing, and Nagam on houses. So the Pasik towards the end of uh, Nagam on the body, the Pasik says, Pasik Memhei, Vatsaru Asherboa Nega, the person who has Saras, Begadav Yufru Mim, he has to tear his clothing, Veroshoh Yefarua, he has to grow out his hair, 
the customs of an Avel, the Gemara Mesechaz Moed Katan in the third parak mentions a number of actions that apply both to somebody who has Saras and somebody who is an Avel. V'al Safam Yateh, he grows his mustache. V'tamei Tamei Yikra. He calls out Tamei Tamei. Who's the he? Who's calling out Tamei Tamei? The Kohen? Other people? Who's calling out Tamei Tamei? Rashi. Tamei Tamei Yikra. Mashmia shehu tamei v'yifrashumi menu. Unbelievable. Rashi says, you know what the person has to do when he has saras? If he's walking on the street and somebody's coming close to him and he has to say, I have saras, stay away from me. What a terrible part of the Onish. Don't come close to me. I have saras. Right? That's Mida Kenegan Mida. Lush and Hara kept people away from each other. So he has to keep people away from each other. Tamei, tamei. He has to tell people, tamei, tamei, tamei. That's what he has to do. That's Rashi. Chazal, though, in Masech HaShabbos, have a different shot. Chazal tell us in, it's quoted at the beginning of source number nine, Tanya, Tamei Tamei Yekra, Tsarich Lohodio Tsaro Larabim. He has to tell everybody the dire predicament that he is in. I'm sitting here all alone outside of the camp. I'm sick. I have these spots on me. And the Rabbim of Rachamim. If he keeps telling them, I'm so sick, help me, help me, they're going to daven for him. Tamei, Tamei, Yikra, call out so people daven for you. Says Rav Pincus, there are many times in life that we see somebody in need. And what do we do? We feel sorry for them. We feel bad for them. We might even physically help them give him some money, help them across the streets, whatever it is. But how many times, Astro Pincus, do we start davening for them? How many times do we say, right when we see the person, we don't have to wait till Shmona Esra, put him in Rafainu or Baruch Aleinu, right when we see the person, right, start talking to Hashem. How many times do we do that, says Rav Pincus? Line seven. Oh, let's go earlier. Line three. It's natural. When we see my friend in a, in a predicament, when I can help him, we help the person. How many times you see somebody lying on the street with blood coming out of them that you wouldn't help them? Come on. Everybody's going to help that person. Help him out. Or somebody need, that needs parnasi, doesn't have bread on the table. Right, of course he's going to try to help him. Line 12. But what we don't realize is that each of us knows the CEO of the world and has a personal relationship. And if there's somebody who needs a job, we get to talk to the boss. They get to talk to the boss too. But we get to talk to the boss. The more people that put in a good word with the boss, the more the more uh, successful it could be. Avarachamon, Shayeshuos Kulan Biadov, Ubiadenu Likroilove, Avor Chavirenu, Shayazria, Bachomashu Tsarich. Right? We could we we have that opportunity. We just forget to use it sometimes. We forget to turn to the the ultimates. The Gemara says at the beginning of Brachas, Somebody has the chance to daven for someone else and doesn't, they're called a sinner. Because you have such an opportunity. Imagine if you know the vice chairman. You know him. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I, I know I have lunch with the chairman every day. Sorry. Right? If I know the vice principal. Right? Come on. Come on. You have a connection. We have a connection. If we see somebody in need, we have to use it. And then he quotes a startling, a startling concept from the Lavush. Lavush, one of the early Achronim. We know the Halacha line 20. The Halacha is if somebody kills Beshogeg, they go to the ear, have to run to the ear Miklat. How long does he stay there? Ad Mos HaKohen HaGadol. Until the Kohen Gadol dies. So it could be a week. It could be 75 years. You know, it could be whatever, whatever, uh, however old the Kohen Gadol is. And Chazal tell us in Mesechah's Makas, She'imoseyen shalak Kohanim Gadolim ha'yim esafkos v'goli ari miklem mozunu begadim. The mothers of the Kohanim Gadolim used to send care packages to the ari miklat. 
right? Special care packages. Why? So that these murderers, by accident, wouldn't dive into God that their, their, their little Kohen Godola would die. So they used to send care packages, so, oh, it's not so bad here in the Yermiklat. I have my Rebbe here. The Rebbe has to go to the Yermiklat. I have nice people. I have the Levium here. Great people to live there. And I get these packages in the mail. It's great. Right? So that's what it was to get them. Not, it was to get them not to Davin. It was to get them not to Davin. Says the Lavush line 25. Why is this? What if they wouldn't send the care packages? So then the tefillahs of these rotschim, Bishogig, would affect the Kohen Gadol and would cause him to drop dead? Says the Lavush. Lefisho hispalel shaloyera takalazos b'yisrael b'chayav. If the Kohen Gadol would have darven hard enough that every single Jew should be safe and nobody should be hurt and nobody should die b'shogig, it's because a little bit on his level he didn't dive in hard enough. That's why, if we can say such a thing, that's why this happened. And he's upset. He can't go back and he'll dive in for the death of the Kohen Gadol. And his tefillah will be accepted, said the Lavush, Mita Kenegin Mita. He didn't dive in so nobody else would die. So said the Lavush, so other other people's tefillahs will be accepted, unless you have the care packages, that he should die. So you see the koach of a tefillah, the koach of somebody in need of davening. We have that power, says Rapinkus. Tame, tame, yikra. What's the message for us when we hear that? There's somebody in need. Don't just give them money. Don't just send them an envelope. Don't just just do chesed. But daven for them. That's what we need. Line six, by turning the page, line 16. When we hear somebody sick, right, when it says on a paper, please, Rachman is for blank. And by the way, I forgot to mention, this year is... Lerefua Shalema, speaking of, it's Gedalia ben Rivka. Says to announce the shears is Lerefua Shalema Gedalia ben Rivka, who, uh, uh, Harav Gedalia ben Rivka. Yeah, who needs, uh, who needs a Rafua. Um, okay. Vechashashomen alacholos, when we hear about somebody who's sick in shul, ve'enish samalei, what do we do? Oh, okay. Somebody needs a Rafua. I don't know who they are. Oh, kashish filos rabim, or tehillim, or somebody says, we're just gonna say a parak of tehillim after davening. Right? I gotta run. I gotta run. What do I have to run to? I have to run for, you know, whatever, what, what, what better reason is there to take 26 seconds to say Shurim Alasbi Ma'amakim together with the Tzibor? What could be more important? Who knows the power, the effect that we're not having because we're not davening? That is our responsibility. When we see somebody, when we see an ambulance go by, Magin David Adom, just say a parak of Tehillim. When we see, when we see a Jew in Bitsaris, Okay, I don't have a, see, I see, I see some, I don't have my wallet on me and I can't give anything. So say it's fila. Say it's fila. Help this person. That's what we should do. That's what we learn. That's what we learn from Tame Tame Yikra of the Mitzorah. Okay, moving over to Parshas Mitzorah. Second Parsha. And start off again with a Vilnagon. We'll have one thought at the beginning of the Parsha, one thought in the middle of the Parsha, and one thought at the end of the Parsha. Says the Gra. Gemara says, beginning of uh, beginning of source number eleven. Some might be familiar with this thought. This one is a somewhat known Gra. We'll make it well known right now. Anybody who's involved in lashon hara, the anybody who, swe- who gives false testimony. That's not for us now. He's fit to be thrown to the dogs. A lashon hara speaker is fit to be thrown to the dogs. Let me backtrack for a minute, even though I already gave away the punchline. But let me say this as a question. Skip two lines. And if you say this over on Shabbos, then many of the emails that I get, you see it on Shabbos, start off with the following question. Says Rav Papa in Shabbos Kufnun Hay, fourth line. Less the Anya Makalba, less the Asir Michazira. There's nobody poorer than a dog, and there's nobody richer than a pig. That's what Rav Papa says. What does that mean? There's no, the dog is the poorest animal and the pig is the richest animal? Well, what makes a dog poor? What makes a, a chaza rich? 
Says the Gra, continuing, Eloki be'emetz kolatar shamanu. We know that every mitzvah came, comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu and was divine, has a divine origin. And yet, im kalzeh anu roim kilo kolalavim shebetorah shavim be'enayabrios. But for some reason, certain averis have mazel, and certain averis don't have mazel. Same thing with mitzvahs, right? Svirasa Omer has mazel. L'shem yichud inimuchon mezuman. Tachnon has no mazel. Has no mazel. Okay, some go on and say it's a rishus, but I don't think that's the reason. Right? So some parts of tefillah have mazel, some doesn't have mazel. Parts of mitzvahs. Says the grass, some averis have mazel that people think, oh, that's an avera. Everybody stays away from there. And some don't. Ki yesh lavim sha'olam nizar b'mad ma'od. There are some lavim that everybody, everybody holds of these. Kagon, ve'es ha'chazir lo sochlu. Eating pig? If somebody's eating pig, they know they're doing something wrong. Right, eating eating a piece of chazer, that's the ultimate in in uh, not kosher. Right, the the, uh, the 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 famous question of does it have any pig in it? No, okay, I'm eating it. Chas v'shalom, you should have such an attitude. Right, but that's pig. Nobody eats pig. That's a very rich avera. It's a very rich avera because everybody holds of it. There's nothing richer than the pig. That means the iser of eating chazer. But there's nothing poorer. Then the dog. What's the dog? What Avera is the dog? That's the other Gemara. Anybody who speaks Lashon Hara is Rai Lashlicha Leklavim. Meidach Yishlav Chomer Mizar Bei Vekalu Beinei Adam Uketzchok Nechshavu Beineihem Kigom Ladaber Lashon Hara Speak Lashon Hara. We don't take it so seriously. Okay, it's true. You're gonna find out anyway. He does it in public. How many excuses could we have for what we say? I call your Amy men, and nobody, nobody's worried about Lashon Hara. That's what it means. It's, there's nobody poorer than the dog, because the dog is the Avera of Lashon Hara. That's Rav Papa's secret statement. There's nobody poorer than the dog, and there's nobody richer than the Chaz. We continue. Pasik, towards the end, after Tsaras, has many halachas of Tameh and Tahar people. Zav and Zava, man and woman, who have some type of sickness, some type of disease, where they have some type of flow coming out of them, abnormal, some type of disease. And the Medrash says that these also could be messages from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sicknesses, certain sicknesses, we don't know what these diseases are anymore. But, says the Medrash, Yisab Medrash Rabbah, source 13. Hadahu Dechsev. What is this pasik about Zav and Zava, these sicknesses that God inflicts upon people? Remember your Creator when you are young. Vitznan. <coughs> what does Zav and Zava have to do with young people? Let's see. Vitznan. says. Look at three things and you won't come to sin. Where did you come from? Where are you going? You're going to the grave. Who are you going to stand in front of in front of Hashem? All these amazing chazals of what we're supposed to think about to get us to be on the right, the straight, and the and the narrow. Skip a couple of lines. After a few lines of chizuk, the Medrash tells us. Line 13, call elu b'yemezik nuso. All of these types of philosophical encouragements. Think where you're going, think where you came from. That's good b'yemezik nuso. That will inspire a zakain. Avo b'yemebach ruso. When somebody is younger, imchata loke bezibas b'saras. Then a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives them something physical to teach them. Lefichach. Moshe Mazer is Yisrael v'Omer lahem ki ish ish ki yezav mipsarach. What exactly does the Medrash mean by saying that there's all these la'anato leich l'fnei miata asa liti did v'cheshvin? The Medrash says, oh, that's only be made ziknuso, be made bachruso. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives you tsaras and ziva. What does that mean? Says Rav Sternbach here in Tambadas, line seventeen. V'nira mikani sod galdo b'kochas nafshashal adam. This Medrash is telling us the Yisod, that at different stages of our lives, we are inspired in different ways. And we have to realize that we must educate ourselves differently at different stages of our life. And what inspires and motivates a young person is not what is needed. 
to what is inspiring for an old person. It maybe is counterproductive for an older person who will just not deal with pain as much. And yet, philosophizing with a teenager might not be as productive as talking about hashkafa to somebody in their later years. Says Rav Sternbach, How do we motivate? How do we encourage? How do we uplift? It all depends. When somebody's younger, they're not thinking about so what the Medrash says? Saras, Ziva, give him a smack. Give him a, not literally, chas v'shalom, but, um, right, a young person thinks we're on top of the world. There's nothing that can stop me. Nothing can stop me on top of the world. I can do whatever I want. You're going to give me a, a shear that's going to teach. i got many years to worry about that. Don't talk to me about that now. We gotta, you gotta give a, a physical patch of Sara'as and of Ziva. Right? Right? That's, that's not happening. That's not happening to, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, it's old fashioned, it's for, it's not gonna hit the, hit the mark. But as a person gets older, line 25, you don't need ziva. You don't need a physical message from God as one gets older in years. And then you just start thinking more. You start thinking more and you start realizing that life is, life is passing by and we have to try to take advantage of it. That's the message of the Medrash. Zav mi Different stages of life require different, different encouragements and this applies to a parent Knowing how to deal with children applies to teachers, applies to rabbis, applies to ourselves. How, what, we have to know what motivates us. This idea relates to something I said in a Parsha year about four years ago. thought I mentioned it again. It's been a while. Uh, and that is a thought that Rav Pincus says in his Haggadah on Amr Blazer ben Azariah. I'm like 70 years old. He was really 18. But magically, he grew a white beard overnight so that he wouldn't look 18 years old. Says Rav Pincus... Why is it, if we could ask the question, that, oh, in Yonah Diyoma, Svira, why is it that somebody younger has a white, has a black beard and somebody older has a white beard? In general, there are those who go gray young, there are those who keep their black. Right, so, is there a message that we can learn from that? White is older. Mativam shal Ezra Pincus, what's the message of these two colors? Says Ezra Pincus. Black and white are the only colors that are not colors ba'atzmusam. They're different than all the other colors. The other colors take the light and reflect it in a certain way, and you know they they take the they, they absorb and then they throw out the colors of the light. Shachor black. Really, all the colors are in black. Lachain, meaning, In our younger stage of life, the world is open to us. We're filled with all the colors. We could do everything. We could do whatever we want. We could do anything. Every, the whole world is open. White is just the opposite. White is really no color. It's clear. It's pure. It's pure. It lets, lets light in and go through. Says Rav Pincus. Black. What is black symbolizes? He has, he could do whatever he wants. He could go for a life of Olam Haba. He could go for a life of Kavit. He could be a Rosh Hashiva. He could be a run after Parnassah. He could be a Tanugim. That's what Shachar symbolizes. You have all the colors. You have everything. Go in all different directions. And that's a Sa'ir Munach Mudo. But as a person gets older, it becomes clear. There's more clarity of thinking as we get older. Ben Seva, Zikna, all the different levels. And we realize our Radifa is not after Parnasa, and our Radifa isn't after Tanugim. Those are all means. Everything life is a means. 
Why do I learn when I'm older? Not because I want to become a Rosh Hashiva. Not because I want to be called this and people should ask me questions. Not because, oh, I want to become a very smart. I learn for one reason. Because this is what I do in life. This is how I get close to God. Things become clear as we go through life. That's the color of white. And that's what Rav Sternbach says. Different stages of our life, we react differently. Finally, the last thought for the evening is on the Haftorah. It's on the Haftorah. The Meshachachma on the Haftorah. What Haftorah do we read? We read the story of the four lepers. If you remember the story, Parshas Mitzorah, Haftorah for Parshas Mitzorah, Malachim Beis, Barabah Nashim Hayim Mitzorahim, Pesach Hashar, there were four lepers at the door of the Shah, Vayom Rishal Re'eyu, Ma'anachim Yoshebo, and Masnu, what are we sitting here Till we, they were, they were, they were, they had the tzarat. They were sitting outside the, outside the walls, right? And the, uh, the camp of Bnei Yisrael were inside, and they were surrounded by the enemy. So it was a famine. The one says to the other, if we go to the city, there's a famine. If we sit here, we're gonna die. Let's go to Aram who's surrounding us, and we'll see if, we'll see if, um, there's a salvation. We'll see if there's a salvation, and they continue. That story is used in Masechah Sanhedrin. This story of the Saras. Where is it used? Because the beginning of that story, there was a famine. And there was a man that did not have too much faith. And he says to Elisha, we're all going to die. And Elisha says to him, you look at the Meshachach, line 17. Vayomer Elisha, Shimu Dvar Hashem. Kolamar Hashem, Kaes Machar, Sa'asolus B'Shekel, Visasayim. These are, this is the, these are psukim before our Haftorah. But Elisha says, Sir, there's going to be so much food, the price is going to be so cheap, there's going to be so much. And the Shalish says to him, Yeah, right. Yeah, right, God will have all the, bring us all the food. Yeah, right. I don't believe it. You know what Elisha says? You know what? You're going to see it and you're not going to get to enjoy it. And as we know, the story continues and writes, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu performed the nace, there was plenty of food, everybody was going to get the food. This Shlish saw it and he was trampled to death. This is the story. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, beginning of Perek Chelech, quotes this story as the source for Mida Kenegan Mida. The Gemara says, now the beginning of the Meshachachma, if somebody denies the principle of Trias HaMesim, he will not become alive in Tchiyas HaMesim. Hu kafar b'Tchiyas HaMesim, hu lo yichia b'Tchiyas HaMesim. Mida k'neged mida. What's the source? The story of the lepers. Ask the Meshachachma, we had a way to say from Malachim Beis to get an example of Mida k'neged mida. You couldn't find one in the Torah? Or in Yoshua, or Shoftim, or Shmuel Aleph, and Beis, and Malachim Aleph? There's no Mida k'neged mida in all of those stories. You had a way to Malachim Beis to get a Mida k'neged mida? Says the Meshachachma, running out of time, so I'll just say it quickly, you could read it. Says the Meshachachma, no, there's a deeper connection. It's not just Midah Kenegad Midah. But if you think about it, says the Meshachachma, which is a greater nace? A baby being born or Tchias HaMesim? Says the Meshachachma, a baby being born is a much bigger nace. Because a baby born, it's basically Yesh Me'ayin. You have a little drop and everything is formed from this baby. Everything is formed. That's an unbelievable miracle. What's Chiyas HaMesim? The, the body disintegrated and everything's there. It's going to come back together. We're just used to babies being born more than people getting up from the graves. But it's not that it's a greater miracle. If we really believe that God is in charge of everything, as the Meshachach writes at the beginning of Pachukosai, which we mentioned in the past, he, he relates to it here. He says, then Chiyas HaMesim is not something, of course, it's, it's much simpler. It's just gathering of parts that are far away bringing close. Says the Meshachachma, this Shalish said, it's impossible that God will bring food from all over the place to this spot. He can't bring everything together. Right? That's how price will go down. If supply goes up, so the price is going to go down. So says the Meshachachma, you know why this example is given? Because this is exactly what Tchiyas HaMesim is about. If somebody denies Tchiyas HaMesim, that's basically what the Shlish did. He denied that God could take what's there already and just to bring it to a certain spot. 
That's Tchiyas HaMesim, which is a less of a miracle than a baby being born in the first place. That's why the Gemara Dafka learns Mida Kenegen Mida from this story of the four lepers. Because this is specifically the same idea of Mida Kenegen Mida, Tchiyas HaMesim, is a bringing together of parts. It's not Yesh Maybe another Moser Haskell for us is to realize that a baby being born is an even greater than miracle than Tchiyas HaMesim. And we should not say it's run-of-the-mill and we should realize that every little, every little act, every little creation is a tremendous miracle even greater than Tchiyas HaMesim. Okay, we'll stop here. Everybody should have a good Chodesh as we make our way into Chodesh Iyar.